pour yourself a drink. Really wish I could get drunk sometimes. And let's make some introductions. What's your name again? Tomas. Why'd you say your name was Tomas? This sounds way cooler than Dwayne. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, February 23rd. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies, but first, your entertainment headlines. She just wrapped her run as British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher on Netflix's The Crown, and now Gillian Anderson will play a leading lady in American politics, Eleanor Roosevelt. Showtime announced that Anderson will portray FDR's wife in its upcoming series, currently titled The First Lady, which will be directed by The Undoing's Suzanne Beer. Anderson joins Viola Davis and Michelle Pfeiffer, who are playing Michelle Obama and Betty Ford. Making good on its commitment to recast non-white characters with non-white actors, The Simpsons has announced that Harry Shearer will no longer be the voice of Dr. Hibbert, who he's voiced since season two of the show. Kevin Michael Richardson, who has also voiced other characters on the long-running Fox series, will take over the role starting with this weekend's episode. For other news, reviews, interviews, and much more, head over to EW.com. All right, let's get into the ring for today's picks. Number three is Young Rock, which, after last week's time-hopping pilot, is settling down in a single timeline for its second episode. It's 1987, and 15-year-old Dwayne Johnson is pretending he's rich in an attempt to impress a popular girl. But a date to his dad Rocky's wrestling match at a flea market could derail that plan. Meanwhile, Dwayne's mom, Atta, tries to alleviate her financial worries by taking on a wealthy new client. If you can't tell from that description, there's a long way to go before Dwayne becomes the rock we all know. EW's Derek Lawrence recently spoke to Young Rock co-creator Nanachka Khan about what's coming up on the series. Having now known so much about the rock and learned so much, like, is there a specific era or like um, event in his life that you're like looking down the road can't help be like oh man I can't wait till you know hopefully we get to that and, and get to show uh, our our telling of that I mean there's so many honestly you know he was talking to us about right before he moved to Bethlehem Pennsylvania which is one of our timelines in season one he lived in Nashville and he wanted to be a country western singer <laughs> and to me I'm like okay <laughs> I can write I, I would really love to dive into that and uh I didn't know that. You know, personally, I feel like a lot of people might not know that. So those are some stories I'm excited to tell. Um, And then, of course, when he decides ultimately to follow in his dad's footsteps and get into professional wrestling, you know, what that journey was like for him. Because, you know, to hear him talk about it, it was a really rocky road. And he didn't know if it was going to work out. You know, audiences didn't respond to him. Like, he wasn't, he didn't come out of the gate, you know, as the rock. Like, he had to get there and that journey I think is really interesting for people to hear and, and that we're not even talking about his, his movie career yet you know there's just yeah. so many he's like Forrest Gump you know what I mean he's like, <laughs> there's so many times with so many people and uh, there's so many stories to tell well, now we're just going to be waiting for that country western episode with bated breath. In the meantime, tune in to NBC at 8pm tonight and Tuesday nights going forward to keep up with Young Rock. While it's not in our top three picks this week, there is a new episode of This Is Us airing tonight at 9 p.m. on NBC as usual. Star Chrissy Metz recently spoke to EW as part of SCAD ATV Fest, where she was also honored with the Vanguard Award and answered the question, what you watching? 
my boyfriend and I just finished Tehran, which was amazing. It's this uh, spy espionage um, show. It's so good. Um, haven't fin haven't finished Bridgerton yet. Um, and then I just watched Palmer last night. And oh, really? A little boy writer. What a special kid. This is when I'm like, I wish I was an agent again because I want to like put him in everything. I just thought he was really, he was so special. So that's what I've been watching. Palmer was one of our picks a few weeks ago. Now you don't have to take just our word for it. You can find that movie on Apple TV+. Now back to today's picks. We've got a dynamite pick for number two today. BTS is coming to MTV Unplugged with a special performance straight from Seoul in South Korea. Fans will get a front row seat to new versions of some of the Grammy-nominated group's career-defining hits, as well as songs from their latest album, B, including the number one hit single, Life Goes On. Here's a preview of that performance. Like an echo in the forest, I don't get to Fans are not going to want to miss this one. It's going to be an intimate set featuring BTS like you've never seen them before. And the group has a big month ahead. They're up for the Best Pop Duo Group Performance Award at the Grammys for their first English-language single, Dynamite. Will they become the first K-pop group to nab a Grammy? We'll find out next month. But first, you can catch their Unplugged performance tonight at 9 on MTV. It's trivia time. Today, our question is about BTS. In 2020, the K-pop group landed three number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100 in just three months. This made BTS the fastest artist to do so since which group? The Beatles, the Bee Gees, or One Direction? Stick around for the answer. All February, we are celebrating black performers and artistry for Black History Month with binge recommendations, as well as picks from EW staff, stars, and filmmakers, and Entertainment Weekly's Special Edition, a celebration of black film, which takes a look at more than 100 films from the black exploitation films of the 70s to 90s urban noir to classic comedies from all across the decades. Guest editor Keith Murphy is also breaking down some fun facts about those movies, including these tidbits about John Singleton's classic Boys in the Hood. Before he was nominated for an Academy Award, John Singleton worked as a security guard on a set of the television series Pee-wee's Playhouse. Singleton met Lawrence Fishburne on set, and five years later, Fishburne was cast as Cuba Gooding Jr.'s father in Boys in the Hood. Singleton originally wanted Boys in the Hood to star N.W.A. His early idea was to have Dr. Dre play Monster, M.C. Randa play Dookie, Easy E to play Chris, and one of the film's eventual stars, Ice Cube, to play Doughboy. You can hear more of that in EW's Cheat Sheet videos coming later this month. And stay tuned for our number one pick, What to Watch. We'll be right back. 
Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. And now, our number one pick for today, Superman and Lois. The CW's latest addition to the Arrowverse is taking flight tonight, with Tyler Heckland and Elizabeth Tulloch reprising their Supergirl roles as the Man of Steel and Lois Lane. The show sees the couple relocating from Metropolis to Smallville to raise their twin teenage sons, but they can't quite escape the pressures of being working parents, especially when one of them works as a superhero. An economic downturn that's befallen Smallville and layoffs at the Daily Planet also complicate things, not to mention a mysterious big bad known as The Stranger. Still, this domestic take is new territory for the man of tomorrow on screen. EW's Chancellor Agar discusses this approach in the latest episode of our What to Watch video series, now available on People TV. Chance, will this new take on the super couple find a way to bring in the big stakes drama, or is this going to be like 40 minutes of Clark trying to get his kids to soccer practice on time? Um, well, I don't think it's about trying to get his kids to soccer practice <laughs> on time. I do think the show is right now a really healthy mix of the family drama that sort of Berlanti made his name on, like Everwood. Actually, the, the premise between Superman and Lois and Everwood are very similar, if you think about it. Family moves to family moves back to some small town because of reasons because things go bad in the big city mm-hmm. and anyway but and then it does also have the 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 sort of the spectacle that you come to expect from not only comic shows but but specifically a Superman show and I think the show does a really good job of balancing those two things which is what makes me sort of very interested in it um, when I've watched it so far. It's definitely an intriguing new angle for a Superman story. You can see how it plays out, or at least how it begins, when Superman and Lois premieres tonight at 8 on The CW. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. In 2020, BTS became the fastest artist to land three number one hits on the Hot 100 since which group? The Beatles, the Bee Gees, or One Direction? You should be dancing if you got this one right. The answer is the Bee Gees. Three singles from the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack went to number one in just two weeks and three months from December 24th, 1977 to March 18th, 1978. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow. Be sure to rate and review the show, and of course, follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.